Welcome to the Plenteous Redemption Podcast, where the cross and the culture are on a collision course for discussion. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But unto us which are saved it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. For the Jews require signs, the Greeks seek after wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified. Under the Jews a stumbling block, under the Greeks foolishness, but under them which are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. Now, here's your host, Thomas Irvin. Welcome back to the Plenteous Redemption podcast. I am recording this at Go Forth Baptist Church in Loosedale, Mississippi. Uh, I am now the pastor of Go Forth Baptist Church. Please pray for us as we try and rebuild this church and get it up and running. It's been wonderful so far. Um, some people that uh, previously attended the church before, uh, before the church went on its um, hiatus, <laughs> before things sort of subsided, um, some of them, many of them, I guess everyone, the, the, the church used to have between 60 and 70 people on a Sunday morning, I believe, if I have that correct. And uh, most of them are gone. There were only six people left when we came. Since we've been back, we've had as many as 18 in church, which is a tremendous blessing, and hope to see the Lord continue that. Um, I, I thank God for that. That is such a wonderful it's a beautiful sight to look out and see, you know, 16 to 18 people sitting there when you were expecting six. And uh, so we praise the Lord for that. Thank him for that. Uh, we are on Sunday mornings, Sunday mornings and Wednesday nights. We are going through the book of Romans together. Um, beginning this Sunday on Sunday afternoons, we have a Sunday afternoon service at 2 p.m. Uh, we're going to begin going through uh, basic uh, doctrine. We're just going to, as a church, I'm going to teach what, what our, our foundational doctrine will be. There, there's some ideas, some things we're going to go through and present to the church and want to try and make good and clear and help understand. And, uh, and so if you want to join us for that, that'd be a blessing. So right now we're going through the book of Romans. And so we're going to start by reading Romans chapter 1, verses 1 through 7, the introduction to the book of Romans. And uh, what we're going to talk about today is the gospel of God. What is the gospel? Verse 1, Paul, the servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God, which he had promised afore by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures concerning his son, Jesus Christ our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh, and declared to be the Son of God with power according to the Spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead, by whom we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among all nations for his 
name, among whom are you also the called of Jesus Christ, to all that be in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints, grace to you, and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, my wife and I, uh, in, in February of 2019, we set out to be uh, uh, missionaries. Uh, we were with BIMI, Baptist International Missions, and uh, sent out of the Bible Baptist Church in Deland, Florida. And we began deputation February 2019, officially. We, we, did, we had a few meetings prior to that. We were really just figuring things out and trying to... Um, you know, add some direction to to how we were we were going to approach deputation. We re- really, uh, I don't have a deep Baptist background or a church background, and so I really had no understanding of what deputation was or how it worked or any of those things. Um, so, so we set out on deputation, and the Lord helped us to go to some great churches. I mean, we, we got to go to some wonderful places and meet some wonderful people. We enjoyed deputation. I didn't think we would. In fact, we dreaded the idea. Uh, once we got into it, we realized it's wonderful if, if approached properly and with the right attitude. And um, we ended up enjoying it. Now, there was a problem I noticed as we would go from church to church, sometimes going to very good churches and sometimes going to other churches. <laughs> I, I won't, you know, add an adjective to help describe them, I'll just say they were other than good. <laughs> Most of the churches we went to were, were either good or very good. I mean, we, we got to go to some incredible places and meet some wonderful people. And I want to be very clear about that. But even in good churches, we noticed an issue. I would ask people, when, I go to, when my wife and I, when we go to Uganda, and of course at the time we did not have children, now we have two children. Um, but I, I would ask them, when we go to Uganda... What are we going to do? And they would immediately respond, you're going to preach the gospel. Great. That's a good answer. <laughs> What's the gospel? And then they, they just look at you confused. And so well, you were excited that we're going to go preach it, right? Yeah, it's great. It's wonderful. Okay, what is it? Uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? <laughs> no, no. It's, it's in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I mean, you could find it there. What, what's the God? What is the gospel? Um, the word of God? Well, again, it's, it's in the word of God, but that, that, that's, that doesn't cut it. That's not what it is. What is the gospel? Now, to be fair, before we move on, these people were saved, most of them, I, I, I presume. And if you ask them, how did you get saved? They would say something to the effect of, I, am, I, I trusted in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. But they don't know what the gospel is. Now, here, here's, here's why that's problematic. Let, let, me, let me show you that. And, and this is, we're going to read Romans 1, verse 16. And this is a verse we often use on the streets, most notably with religious people. All right, now you can use it on people who are not religious, people who really have no church background. It can certainly be used uh, to help them, to show them, to demonstrate this same idea to them. But this is, this is really important to that person that you ask them, what's going to happen to you when you die? And they say, I'm going to heaven. <laughs> Great. How are you getting there? Well, I'm a good person. Oh, no, I, I, that, that's the wrong answer. Uh, I'm a Catholic. Wrong answer. I'm a Baptist. 
Wrong answer. Uh, here's, Here's a popular one. My father's a pastor. What does that mean? How's that going to help you? It's not. It's not going to help you at all. How are you, how are you, you say you're going to heaven. How are you getting to heaven? And they don't know. Or they have, they have an insufficient answer to the question. A bad answer, an ungodly, an unscriptural answer to the question. Now, in most of these churches we're talking about, good churches, they'll, they'll have a decent answer as to how they're getting to heaven. Most of them. Occasionally you'll find someone who has it. I mean, we, recently, we, this past few weeks, we've heard of Sunday school teachers getting saved. Not, not here, in, in um, a couple other places. I mean, praise the Lord, they got saved. But you, just, you don't want to assume people uh, in church know who Jesus Christ is and, and have been saved. They may or they may not. And, and so you want to be real careful about that. And, and so whether they're lost or they're saved, but especially uh, whether they're religious, let me rephrase that, whether they're religious or, or non-religious or, or other than religious, um, we can take them to Romans 1, verse 16. Now listen to this. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is... The power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. <laughs> now, now listen to what God just said. The gospel, right? Definite article. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation. Without the gospel, you have no access to the power that God has available to save your soul. You could say it like this. Without the gospel, God has no means of saving you. No ability, no power to save your soul. Because the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. You want to gain access to the power of God that would provide salvation? It comes through the gospel. And if you don't know what the gospel is, how can you be saved? Let, let, let me show you. And so, so we begin, I, I would begin going through this with people. And, and when I'm talking to a person on the street who, who gave that type of, I'm a good person, I'm religious, I'm, I'm, I've been baptized, I'm, I'm A, B, C, D, E, F, G, everything in the world but Jesus Christ. Then, then I'll take them to this verse and I'll say, that's interesting. God says the only way to gain access to salvation is through the gospel. What's it? I mean, do, do you see that in this passage? And they'll usually, if they're honest, they'll say, yeah, I see that. Well, what's the gospel? And they'll likely say, I don't know. Or they'll start guessing. Some people are so proud, they will not say, I don't know. They will guess until you cut them off from guessing, they will just keep guessing and guessing and guessing and guessing because they don't want to admit they don't know the answer. Some people are a little more honest, have a little more integrity, and they'll say, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. What is it? And I say, well, I, I can't tell you yet. I, I mean, I'm going to tell you, but I, 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 need you to, I need you to go through a certain thought process with me first. And as we go through this thought process, and if you'll follow me in this thought process it, 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 it's going to help pin some things down, some of which are going to be painful for you and some of which will be exhilarating, will be exciting, will, will be helpful to you. The whole, the whole process will be helpful to you if, you if you will give into it and let me help you. 
and, and sometimes they'll say, okay, and sometimes they look at you like, like you're crazy. And so the first thing I need to, to establish with them is, is according to this verse, you can't be saved without the gospel, right? And, and most people will say, yeah, yeah, I see that. I say, okay, um, well, what is the gospel? I don't know. Well, how are you going to heaven? Well, and then they'll either say, I don't know, or they'll again start to talk about how good they are. And the Bible says every man He's happy to declare his own righteousness, his own goodness. <laughs> that, oh, how am I going to get to heaven? Do you know how good I am? <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, and neither does God. And so, um, and, and so that they'll, they'll, either, they'll either, by their testimony, demonstrate they have no idea what the gospel is, or they'll tell you, or they'll be honest, they'll have some integrity, and they'll tell you directly, uh, well, after you show me that, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I know. And that person you can really help. Uh, the other person you're going to struggle with because they will not submit to the idea that they have no clue what they're talking about. And, and they're, and they're going to struggle with it. So then, uh, you know, after spending some time demonstrating to them from this verse, you need the gospel to get access to the power. Right? And if you don't know what the gospel is, what I need to know from you is how did you get access to the power? If the gospel is what gives you access to the power unto, unto salvation, how did you get there without the gospel? That's what I need to know. That's what I need you to help me with. And, and when it's pretty clear to them that, that there's a problem and that they can't answer that, then I'll take them to 2 Corinthians chapter, uh, chapter 4 or chapter 3. Let's, let's go see. 2 Corinthians and uh, it's, it's chapter 4, verse 3. And now listen to this. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are, that are lost. You see that? And, and so I'll read that to them and, and I'll say, now let, let's, let's put the two passages together. Romans 1.16, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. But 2 Corinthians 4.3, if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. So, so Romans 1.16, the only way to be saved is through the gospel. 2 Corinthians 4.3, if you don't know the gospel, you're lost. How can you be saved? How can you be telling people you're going to heaven when the way to heaven is through the gospel? The way to access the power needed to get to heaven is through the gospel. And you don't know the gospel. You don't have the, the intellectual knowledge on which to base your faith. You're just, you're just saying religious things which means you're going nowhere. It means you're in serious trouble. You could step from this life into eternity at any moment. And according to God, you don't know the gospel. It means there's a good chance you're lost. Now, I'm, I'm asking you, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to help draw out your testimony unto salvation. I'm, I'm trying to understand how it is you're going to get to heaven, why it is you think you're going to heaven, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm listening to your testimony, and based upon what you're saying, I'm, I'm 
trying to square it with Scripture and demonstrate to you that what, what you're saying is contrary to Scripture, and you've got a serious problem. What is the gospel? And, it, and it, sometimes it, by this point, they're, they're stomping and jumping up and down and asking me, asking me what is it? <laughs> Tell me what it is. And, and I said, well, I'm going to show you what it is. I'm, I'm, I'll take you there right now, and I'm, I'm going to show you what the gospel is. But before I do that, I'm going to prophesy. <laughs> up, up to this point, I've asked you numerous times, several times, many times, what is the gospel? And you don't know. You, you claim you're going to heaven, if, if so be that the person I'm talking to does make that claim. And I've asked you, how you how you get into heaven? And, and so far, your answer has, has been completely dependent upon you, your works, your righteousness, your good deeds, your religion, your, your family attachments. I mean, it has nothing to do with Jesus Christ or the gospel. And, and, and so I asked them, can, can, can you see that? And, and would you be willing to admit that so far... You have no understanding of what the gospel is. At no point in this conversation have you been able to demonstrate to me in a scriptural or biblical manner that you have any clue how somebody goes to heaven or gains access to the power of God unto salvation. Now, if they're honest, they'll say, yeah, I, I have to admit you're, you're right. I, I, don't, I don't know. And again, that's the person that can be helped. But then there's this other group of people who no matter how many opportunities you give them, no matter how many times you show them and demonstrate to them that they have no idea what they're talking about, they will not admit it. It is not going to happen. They will not admit that they don't know what the gospel is. They will at no time in any way, shape, form, or fashion tell you, they don't know. They're not going to do it. And now here's the problem for both sides. And here's, here's where my prophecy comes in. <laughs> both sides. While one will be honest up to this point and one will be as prideful as could possibly be up to this point. Both sides up to this point. Or when we take the next step. This is, this is what I tell both sides. And this is what is true of both sides almost every single time. I will tell them, I'm going to prophesy, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to take you in the, in the Bible, and I'm going to show you the most clear, concise description of the gospel available. I mean, it, it, it couldn't be any more clear, couldn't be any more concise. And I'm going to show it to you. And here's what's going to happen. After I show you what it is, what, what you're going to do is you're going to look at me and say, oh, I already knew that. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. That's what happens every time. And, and, now, and that's fine. That's between you and the Lord. That's up to you. Uh, you have that option. But this is, this is what I want to make very clear before that happens, because it's about to happen. This is, this is what I want to say. This is what I want to make clear. We have gone round and round. I have asked repeatedly for you to show me, to tell me, to demonstrate to me, to explain to me how you are saved, how it is you're going to heaven, what is the gospel, 
I mean, anything, and I'm not, I'm not looking for some great theological answer, just, just some semblance of what it might be. And at no point in any way did you, were you able to do that. Is that right? And they'll, again, if they're honest, they'll say, yeah, that, that's, that's right. I say, okay. Despite that, when I go to this next passage and show you what the gospel is, what you're going to do is look at me and say, uh, yeah, I already knew that. Even though up till now, you have not been able to demonstrate you have any knowledge of that whatsoever. And again, it's, it's between you and the Lord. You handle it how you want. You do what you want. I wish people would recognize the danger they're in and submit to the gospel. You're a sinner. You have sinned against God. The Bible says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There's no question. The Bible says, yea, let God be true, but every man a liar. Romans 3 says, there is none that doeth good, even though that's the most popular answer. You try to hand somebody a tract on the street and they look at you and say, no, I'm good. (laughs) Well, that's interesting. God said, there's none that doeth good. No, not one. None. (laughs) So how did you become the only one that does good? All right, so so what, what I'm trying to tell you is you're in serious trouble. This life is very short. It is but a vapor. It's going to pass away in a moment of time, and you're going to step from this life to the next, and you're either going to be standing before the Lord, or you're going to lift up your eyes in hell being in torment. Which one will it be, and why? And if you can't answer that, your soul is in danger of hellfire. And I don't want your soul to be in danger of hellfire. I don't want you to go to hell. I don't, our church down in Florida, people would uh, complain that uh, people were being mean to them when we'd go out street preaching or, or uh, do some sort of public ministry. And, and one of the complaints was they would come and they would say, people at your church told me to go to hell. Nobody, nobody at our church. We've, I mean, we've had some rough people come through our church down in Florida. I don't know any of them that would tell you to go to hell. As rough as they were, the reason they would be rough is because they're trying to drag you out of hell, kicking and screaming, whether you wanted to or not. (laughs) That'd be the problem. Not that they would be telling you to go to hell. I just, I I struggle to believe that. And, and, um, And so they made signs that said, that literally said, don't go to hell. <laughs> Praise the Lord. It's good. But, but back to these, this lost person that I'm trying to help, that I'm talking to, that I'm pleading with, that I'm about to show the gospel. Pride is a, is a monster. And though I, I try to take them through this thought process and demonstrate to them as clearly as possible, you don't know what the gospel is. You're in serious danger. You're in serious trouble. Your soul is at risk, which is an eternal risk that if, that if not dealt with right here, right now, you might step from this life to the next. You might step out into eternity, lifting up your eyes in hell, being in torment. What a, 
What a terrible mistake to make. What an unnecessary mistake to make. And here's why. Look at 1 Corinthians 15. And, and I'm, I'm going to show you. This is, this is the gospel. Here's the gospel. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 1. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you. So the first thing that we, we see here in this passage you're supposed to do with the gospel is preach it. Now, whether you lift up your voice and preach it publicly, whether you lift up your voice and preach it in a, a church building or a schoolhouse or whatever, that, whatever the case may be, whether you pass out a tract, hold up a sign, uh, share it on Facebook, I mean, whatever, whatever it is that you do to preach the gospel, it, the gospel is to be preached. That's, it, that's the purpose for it. That, that, that's why it exists to give people access to the power of God, but the way they gain that access is somebody has to go preach it to them. Paul said, I preached it to you, which I preached unto you, which also you have received and wherein you stand, by which also you are saved, if you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received. That, that, that'd be a good thing. Why, why, why would you go preach a gospel you haven't received? Paul said, you know, just by the way, I mean, I didn't just send you something that I, I haven't partaken of. I received it first of all and then sent it to you, for I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins, according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day, according to the Scriptures, and then he was seen of many witnesses. And so I'll, I'll read that, and I'll, I'll go through with this person. I'll say, so here, here's the gospel. Christ died for your sins. You are a sinner. Christ died for your sins, according to the Scriptures. And then he was buried, and then he rose again the third day. And now I, I, I'll, I'll read that to them, and then I'll say what I just said, and then this is what happens inevitably, inevitably almost every time. I'll ask them, so what is the gospel? And their response Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, <laughs> or the Word of God, or I don't know. And so I say, okay, all right, all right, let's, let's go through it again. How that Christ died for your sins, according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried and he rose again the third day, according to the Scriptures. That is the gospel. Now, what's the gospel? Uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, it's, oh, come on, man. <laughs> So after going over that uh, several times, finally, finally they'll, they'll get it. They'll say, oh, okay, I'm, I'm seeing the connection. The gospel is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And then you know what they say? Every time. Oh, I already knew that. <laughs> Every time. It, it's rare that that doesn't happen. It's unbelievably rare that that does not happen. And again, it's Okay. It's up to you. It's between you and God. But you're toying with your soul. I can't make you believe it. I can't force it upon you. Uh, you. You have to believe. You have to trust in God. And if you'll do that, the Lord has an answer for you. He has a solution. If you won't do that, who can help you? How will you escape if you neglect so great salvation? What will you do? 
Where do you think you're going to go? It's not going to go the way you think it's going to go. It's not going to go the way you imagine it's going to go. There is a solution. There is a way it's going to go. I'm trying to help you avoid the possible horrendous negative outcome. I'm trying to, to point you in the direction of Jesus Christ and the Savior, the one who loves you, the one who shed his blood for you. That, that's my heart. That's my goal. That's what I hope this sermon does for, uh, Lord willing, for, for thousands, for millions, hundreds of millions, <laughs> uh, with God's help, maybe billions. There are billions of people connected to the Internet all around the world. Sermons like this need to be spread far and wide for everybody to hear. Now, whether they respond to it or not is up to them. I, I pray that they do. I, I pray desperately that they do. They respond by trusting in the Lord. That is my hope as my prayer. But everyone should at least have the opportunity to learn what is the gospel. What did Jesus Christ do for them on the cross? And having heard the truth, God expects them to believe it. God expects them to trust him. And it's up to them whether they do or whether they, they, they refuse. So I pray you will take this message, those of you listening, and share it with everyone and anyone who would share it with everyone and anyone who would share it with everyone and anyone until it circles the globe multiple times. It's the gospel of Jesus Christ. We are responsible to preach it, to get it out to the world. The Apostle Paul said, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God. Separated unto the gospel of God. Now, the next several verses... Uh, verse 1, God, uh, God used Paul to say, my name is Paul, I'm a servant, I'm an apostle, I'm separated. And that's it. The next several verses talk expressly about the gospel of God. And so we, we're going to dive into that more in the coming lessons. Um, if you're excited to go through the book of Romans, I mean, there's ample material available on the book of Romans, but... In our little corner of the world, uh, this is what we're doing here and now. And with God's help and God's blessing, we're going to use it to build this church. And may God build this church in a way that would honor him and glorify him and use us to please him, not ourselves, to please God. Send missionaries around the world, win souls to Christ, Build Christians up with foundational knowledge in the Word of God. May the Lord use us for that purpose. And I hope you'll come along with us. Thank you for coming. Thank you for listening. God bless you. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. You can learn more about our ministry by visiting www.plenteousredemption.com. You can hear more Plenteous Redemption podcast audio at www.plenteousredemption.media.
Please comment below if this podcast has been a help to you. Also, inform us of future topics that would interest you. Thank you again for listening to the Plenteous Redemption Podcast. Thank you.